0: We're going to look at um, Judas and ask several questions this evening about the apostle named Judas. Judas. And we will ask these questions, and you are very welcome to uh, give a biblical answer as these thoughts come to your mind. And then together, We will be sure to learn some things God would have us to know. If you notice on your handout, Judas, and then it says 52 MAB Mab Street. 52, you didn't know that I knew the address of Judas. If you want to learn the Bible, then you walk back into our classroom. And notice what the teachers are doing to teach our little ones. I got this off the whiteboard in our uh, museum room. And so this is a way of learning the twelve apostles. All right, And so I wanted to share this with you in case you've never uh, seen this. 52 Mab Street stands for Names of the Apostles. So there are five names of the apostles that start with the So underneath the number five, you can write down, there are two named James. There are two named James. There are two named Judas. Two apostles named Judas. According to the list in Luke 16, 14 to 16, two named Judas and one named John. One named John. So underneath... The number five: two James, two Judases, and one John. Underneath the number two, there's two that start with the uh, letter P. Who would they be? Peter, Peter and Philip. Philip. Peter and Philip. Good. All right. And then the apostle's name that starts with the M: Matthew. Matthew. The apostle's name that starts with the A. Andrew, the apostle's name starts with a B. Bartholomew. And then the apostle's name starts with an S. Simon. And then the T. Thomas. Very good. I believe the other name for the other Judas besides Iscariot is, um, is it Thaddeus? Where's my wife? Over here. Is it Thaddeus? Okay. All right. So there you are. 52 Mab Street. Five to start with a J, two with P. And then Matthew, Andrew, Bartholomew, Simon, and Thomas. And so that's one way of memorizing. If you don't like the songs that they create, uh, then you can memorize it in that way. So we're focusing on Judas. To get us started, turn your Bibles to John, the Gospel of John. There are many references, and that's why I went ahead and just wrote down uh, for your convenience, not all of them, but just a, a general idea of the references to Judas, both uh, in prophecy and um, among Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So if you start in John, let's just do a little reading to get us started here. John 6, um, verse 64 Jesus said, There are some of you who do not believe, parentheses, for Jesus knew from the beginning those, who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray Him. He knew who it was who would betray Him. Alright? And then notice later in the same chapter, John 6, 70 and 71, Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, And yet one of you is a devil. He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. For he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. Jumping on over to John chapter uh, 13. This is the chapter where Jesus washes the disciples' feet and teaching them how to serve and love one another. Uh, John 13 verse 2. During supper... John 13, 2. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, uh, Jesus began uh, to do his thing and wash their feet. John 13, verse 2. Look on down to John 13, verse, verse 10. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet. But is completely clean, and you are clean, but not every one of you is clean. Not every one of you is clean, John 13:10, then verse 11. For he knew who it was to, that was going to betray him. That's why he said, "Not all of you are clean." You see that? John 13, verse 10. notice John 13 and verse 18. he said, "I am not speaking of all of you." I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. Okay, I think that's from Psalm 41 verse 9. Speaking of Judas, the one who eats my bread, eats bread with me, will lift up his heel against me. And then John 13:21 through 30, Jesus really does speak about uh, some... One of you will betray me. You see that? John 13, 21. And he speaks of that often in that paragraph, John 13, 21 through uh, 30. All right. Then if you flip on over to John 17, notice he says in verse uh, 12, praying to his father. He said, while I was with them, I kept them in your name that you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of perdition, the son of destruction, that the scripture might be uh, fulfilled. And then in John 18, we have Judas coming with his band of soldiers and Jews and and, uh, weapons and finds Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane in place of olive trees. and, um, And then Jesus is eventually arrested that's just a sample of some of the readings about Judas, and so having uh, done this, let's start with a question or two, and so here I go. First question is, was Judas genuine uh, from the beginning? Was he genuine? Was he a real disciple from the beginning, or uh, was it the fact that he was never saved in the first place? So, what do you have to say about that? Was he a genuine disciple from the beginning, or was he uh, just never saved uh, from his sins, and he never became a real disciple in the first place? So, what do you have to say about that? What What evidence would you give, one way or another? Said the devil entered into him. Okay, so what does that tell you, Mike? Saying the devil entered into him, it means the devil entered into him at a certain time, therefore he had not been in him before. So he was genuine to, from the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Okay? Good idea, good point. Anybody else want to tackle this question? Was he was he a true disciple from the get-go? Okay. All right. Turn over to Matthew chapter 10 for just a second. Matthew 10. There's a list of the apostles in Matthew 10. So Matthew 10 and verse 1 says, uh, Jesus called to him, Matthew 10 verse 1, uh, his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirit, etc., So notice that Judas is numbered among the twelve disciples. What does the word disciple mean? A learner and follower, basically. And so uh, Judas was just as much a disciple, evidently, as uh, the other eleven. And then notice Matthew 10 in verse 8. Jesus tells them as he sends them out on their missions, he says, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Uh, freely you have received and freely you must uh, give, give out. So notice the abilities that these twelve would have to raise the dead and cast out demons and bring out the unclean spirits and heal the sick, etc. Judas had uh, the same miraculous powers as the other eleven did. So I would say... But, you can come in as well that Judas was the real deal as Jesus chose him to be one of the twelve. As you think about this, turn over to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. This, of course, is the occasion when they are uh, working to replace Judas now that he is gone and uh, who they're going to replace him with. Well, they talk about him a little bit. If you look at Acts chapter 1 and uh, 17, the end of verse 16, Acts 1 end of verse 16 says, Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus for, Acts 1 17, for he, Judas, was numbered among us and was allotted his share in the ministry. Judas was part of the ministry just like the others notice Acts 1 and uh, 25 they are going to be choosing someone to take the place in this ministry Acts 1 25 and in this apostleship from which Judas turned aside or from which Judas fell to go to his own place so notice that Judas fell he turned aside he fell uh, which indicates that uh, something has happened along the way. It's not that he started out as a fallen person, but that he progressed into this. Okay?
1: So, why did they have to request this? I mean, is there something special about having a number of 12 or 12 apostles? Why, why
0: did they feel they need to bring the uh, tithes? Yeah, I, I don't know that there's an answer to that. I, Somebody may know an answer to that. Is there, is there a reason why they wanted to have twelve other than twelve is a popular number among
2: scripture
0: one for uh, yeah. We twelve tribes and um, twelve apostles. and of course, as we've been studying in the book of Revelation, that number is uh, multiplied by a thousand and squared, and so it's used quite a bit. Go ahead. So, Miss K is saying that Peter had just quoted from Psalms about that one would take his place. So, it was, it was something that was going to happen uh, from, from the mind of God. But then that number would change as well, yeah, the Apostle Paul would come along and be in that group as well. Yeah. So James James was executed and then Paul was was uh, thrown in there in the mix Yeah. Yes. Okay. But
2: God, you,
1: God knows that
0: God is you okay. Nathan's making a point comparing Pharaoh here, where Pharaoh hardened his heart uh, and and could have escaped the punishments of God, but chose the other way, and saying Nathan making a point, Judas had the same opportunity uh, as Pharaoh did, but also chose. Um, A Different route. I always thought it had to do with the, the,
1: um, when God said the first testament, the Old Testament, that He had the twelve tribes, and then when He put forth the New Testament, He had twelve apostles to
2: say these positions this is filled, this is filled
0: now. I don't know that there's a, uh, Julie's asking. Is there some sort of um, preview from the 12 tribes to the 12 apostles? I don't know that there is, uh, per se, a direct link other than the number. Um, um, For sure, um, the apostles were a uh, a band of mixed people. So the point God made over and over is that whereas... (laughs) The 12 tribes focused on a one nation under Jesus' time. And um, I think he shows this by his selection of different apostles. Under Jesus' time, the gospel was to go to all. And God's new nation would be a, a people of variety of backgrounds from all over the world. Because all the, all the lineages stopped when the temple was uh, torn down and all that was lost, right? Yes.
2: All right. So
1: where do you think Judas went wrong? Do you think it was do you think it was when the devil entered into him? Or do you think it was when he started stealing from the money bag that he was
0: carrying that he was in charge of? Okay. Frank was asking where do we think that Judas uh, went wrong? Was it when Satan entered into him or or um, and we're about to get to that, that's the second question here. I want you to think about um, one thing. Do you remember that as Jesus uh, instituted the Lord's Supper and then began to talk to them about one of you you is going to betray me? It's also the time of the Passover. Um, Well, flip your Bibles over to Matthew 26. Um, I think this is an important idea, and then we'll move to this second question. Matthew 26 and... So they're gathering for the Passover um, time, Matthew twenty six, seventeen, and then beginning in verse twenty, as they're reclining at the table, Jesus with the twelve, he says, Truly one of you will betray me. And then they begin to ask, Lord, is it I? Is it I? And then Judas will ask that in verse twenty five, is it I, rabbi? Jesus will say, You have said so. But the other disciples joined in also from the other, Mark, Luke, and uh, John. So the very fact that the other disciples were asking, Is it I? indicates that they did not suspect Judas of being someone who's not genuine. Okay? They didn't have that in their mind from from the beginning of the ministry. They. In fact, Judas was the treasurer of the group, and so they didn't suspect it, and so it seems to indicate from a variety of different passages that that indeed, when Jesus chose Judas, he was the real deal. He was a genuine disciple, had the miraculous powers, and so forth. Who was what? Was betrayed. Oh, yeah, Judas. He
1: was
0: betrayed. He was in the process of betrayal. Oh, something was already okay. All right. So that kind of brings us to the second question, and that is can we trace a downward spiral of Judas? Can we trace a downward spiral? And this kind of leads into what Frank was asking about when did he go wrong? Um, Was it suddenly that he became a betrayer, a traitor, or were there other indications? Uh, Were there other traits of character that were popping up in Judas before he actually did the act of betrayal? What would that be? Where would you find that? Okay. Alright. So there were other character traits popping up before he actually betrayed. If you look over with me to John chapter 12, this is when um, Mary is going to be anointing the feet of Jesus, um, trying to show her appreciation to him. This is also after the resurrection of Lazarus. So it says, uh, John 12, verse 3, Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hand. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Now Judas speaks up. Verse 4, Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Verse 6, John comments, He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put uh, into it. Okay. So several character traits about Judas there. What do you think? What, what character traits are brought out there about Judas that we just read? Self-centered. Okay, self-centered. Definitely. Okay, Greed. Um, not ju- yeah, Disposition for worldliness. worldliness. Disposition for worldliness. Okay. Um, a lot of people are greedy, greedy, but they don't become thieves. But he took an extra step and became, actually became a thief. Okay. Um, he was complaining. He was complaining, which is also a bad character trait. If you look at the parallel... Um, accounts in Matthew, I believe it is, Matthew 26, and maybe the, maybe Mark also, but you find that the other disciples begin to complain. So it could be that Judas' complaining have become infectious and spread to the others or maybe the others infected Judas, but nonetheless, these bad character traits are, are popping out here. Okay. Now turn with me over to uh, John 6. Still thinking about uh, this downward, downward spiral. John six, go ahead. You can change from the worse to the better, and from the better to the to the worse. That's right. Free free will is something God has gifted all of us uh, with. Even even Judas. Notice this in John six, and what Paul was saying, though, about there. He was actually, Paul was mentioning the Apostle Paul, in saying that uh, as Paul uh, had some very bad traits, he he. Found the Lord, listened to him, and obeyed, and of course was a great missionary. Uh, just in the opposite way it seems like Judas uh, went went to the dark path. John six and verse sixty four, going back to this verse, notice Jesus said, Some of you are here who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. Now notice carefully those words. It does not say that Judas was a devil from the beginning or that Judas was corrupt from the beginning. It says Jesus knew from the beginning who it was who would not believe and who it was who would betray him. That's a very important difference. It's not that these unbelievers were corrupt from the beginning. It's just that Jesus had that incredible, amazing knowledge. And still does. Uh, Look on down to the same chapter, verses 70 and 71. Jesus answered, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? Notice the verbs there, choose and is. Choose refers to a past act. In the past, Jesus chose the twelve. We read about it back there in Matthew 10. But now, the current status is that Judas is a devil. Judas is following Satan okay, Judas is, is, is allowing Satan's influence to overcome him okay, and it's, it's happening more and more and it comes to a fruition when you get over to the chapters, you know, John 13 and then 17 and so forth, 18 alright, so notice that Yeah, Mike is saying the same thing can happen to us. Referring to one of Paul's co-workers, Demas, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 10, who uh, forsook the work, forsook the church, and, and because he loved the world. Loved the world. The same thing is pulling at Judas. It's, it's the love of the world. It's, it's, it's the uh, enticement of, of power and money uh, is, is tugging at him as well. So, that might help a little bit, Brother Frank. Does that help a little bit? Um, John 13. John 13. Notice, um, just thinking about this progression in Judas. John 13, 2. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas to betray the Lord the devil had been somehow or another in his deceitful, indirect ways sowing the seed of of mischief in the heart of, of Judas. But then notice down in John thirteen twenty seven, 27 well leading up to verse 27 um, it's, it's interesting if you start in John 13 24 25 you know, they were all assembling there and Jesus kept saying one of you is going to betray me so so Picture this: uh, Peter, through some sort of body motion, uh, indicates to, to to John, who's close to Jesus. There, he says, uh, "Try to find out who he's talking about." You know, I don't know if he did it. eyebrow motion or or he just you know. Uh, and to John, but John got the message from Peter, and he asked, and and then Jesus will then. Uh, answer this way. Um, verse 25. So that disciple leaning back against Jesus said to him. Lord who is it? Jesus answered. It is he whom I will give this morsel of bread to when I have dipped it. So when he dipped it the morsel of bread. He gave it to Judas the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after that. After he after had taken the morsel of bread. Satan entered into him. And Jesus said to him, what you're going to do, do quickly. So notice that Satan all along is sowing these seeds of, of corruption in Judas's heart. And now it's getting to a point where Judas is going to go further uh, into, his, into his plans. Okay. If there had been some reservations in Judas before, it seems like those reservations those doubts about what he wanted to do, uh, they're going away. And now he's going to go through with his plan. Yeah, he became a son of destruction uh, that we've read here a few minutes ago and um and then Acts one uh, twenty five says um he went to his own place, which you know, that's a that's the generous scriptural way of saying, you know, it didn't go well for him. And it is it is usually little things that, that Satan uses to uh, little by little he he, he um he wants to uh, gain more and more of our heart, which leads to different actions. Okay? One thing that we have
1: to understand is the free will portion. not to that God didn't open
0: that door. Satan didn't open that door. Judas opened the door to that door. Uh-huh. Right. Judas did open that door uh, to Satan. <coughs> Satan, you know, James 4 and verse 7 says, um, uh, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So anytime the devil works on us, we are cooperating with him in that. And, um, same, same way with Judas. If you're still there in John 13, notice, um, just continue this, this conversation because it's really, it really tugs at you. So verse 28, Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. That is, Jesus said to Judas, Whatever you're going to do, do quickly. Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him buy what you need for the, for the feast or give some, be sure to have enough to give to the poor. But after receiving the morsel of bread, immediately Judas went out and it was night. So he went out into the night to do his deed. Notice how close Judas is to Jesus as they are, they are taking this Passover meal somehow Jesus arranged that John and Judas would be really close in proximity to him. I believe that's an indication that Jesus to the very end was reaching out to Judas and and urging him not to do what um, what he had in his mind to do, but Jesus would be absolutely absolutely respectful of Judas's free will. He, he he will be stubbornly respectful of his free will and of ours. He will not interrupt our own longings to do what is in our heart. He encourages us with Scripture and with providence to do what's right, but He will not interrupt our free will. He sure won't. All right. So, along with that, here is a question, and that is. Um, was Judas able to resist the devil or was he just helpless uh, in this? And what would be your first reaction to that if someone said that Judas was just you know, it says oftentimes here that the scripture must be fulfilled or the scripture might be fulfilled therefore here's Judas therefore one's going to betray him. Uh, could Judas resist all of this and what kind of uh, evidence would you give that he could resist the devil? What else might you say about Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, that's right. It's a good point Miss Julie's making. You know, uh, Judas had a front row seat uh, to the best things in the world. And he had many abilities. And it is quite telling that he would turn from that. He would turn from that. By the way, you're talking about the unclean spirit. You know, Jesus was accused over Matthew 12. They couldn't deny he was casting out demons, but what did they say about that? He cast out demons by what? the Elzebub, the prince of the devils. And then what did Jesus say about that? Right. A house divided against itself could not stand. Even Satan uh, knew that. So on the one hand, uh, Judas could cast out demons. At least at one point. So therefore he was genuine. In other words, He wouldn't go forth casting out demons if he was working for Satan. That's just another indication that in the beginning, he he was sincere. He 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 was a disciple like everybody else. But at some point, he began to go the other way. He was a believer, but he still. Yeah, he was a believer, Ken's saying, uh, but he still still ended up failing. When Judas came with the money. After he betrayed Jesus, he has some regrets. He comes and what does he say as he casts that money down at the priest's feet? What does he say? Matthew 27, 3 and 4. You remember this? And how does this relate to our current question? Was he able to resist Satan, well what does what does it say about Judas in Matthew
1: twenty
0: seven, three and four? Yeah. Verse four, right? I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. All right. They say to him, What is that to us? See it to yourself. They didn't they could care less now. They've got what they needed from Judas. A deal is a deal. And that's nothing to us. It shows on their part that they pretty much knew sin was Yeah, they didn't care. But Judas is coming back. Notice he doesn't say, uh, I, "I couldn't help myself." He doesn't say the Satan made me do it. No, he says, "I have sinned. I have sinned." Proves he made the choice. He made the choice. I have sinned, and he declares. Very important decla- declaration here that Jesus is innocent. Okay. Even though coming from Judas. Judas knew. He knew better. He knew better. And we've been here not in the very same shoes with Judas, but we've sort of been here. When we sin, we, how often have you said to yourself, I knew better. I know better. Why did I do that? Judas is at that point <clears throat> But his regret doesn't go far enough. So he goes out and hangs himself instead of repenting and falling at the knees of God. uh, He goes, he just doesn't make, he doesn't come far enough in his regret. with that question. Is there ever a point where God's providence will override man's free will? No? What do you think, Andrew? Is there ever a time part part where God's providence will override a man's free will or mankind's free will? No. No. Show impartiality, right. Andrew is saying that it would go against the nature of God and, of course, his love, his absolute undying love for man.
2: But was Judas not a part of his plan, though, that it's so much to do because he had to be tried? He had to. Did he not?
0: No, he didn't have to. Scripture is going to be fulfilled. Like, as far as free will is concerned here, my honest answer would be, I do not know what the answer to that question is. So you, don't, you don't know if there is an answer to Paul's question? I don't know
2: please. what the answer is to Judas.
0: You don't know what the answer is to Judas? If it,
2: it had Judas, Could it have
0: been another apostle? Uh, I just don't know about that. You know, uh, the, the thing is, you just got to be thoroughly impressed with the foreknowledge of God. God just knows. He, just, he knows beyond what we could ever possibly think that he, he would know. He just knows us in so well that He knows what we're we'll going ultimately do. As far as Judas goes, we don't
2: know how far back he's still. as far as his, his carried. in John 12, it said he carried a bag because he was a Jesus, i think going to so mm-hmm. lose all this profit here from this bag. You know, what else can I do? I was thinking right. about the same lines. Look at verse 3 of uh, Matthew 27. And it's like the verse begins with, then Judas, the betrayer, um, seeing that he had been condemned, he made like, Jesus. It's a the, it's a point where he sees Jesus being condemned and he feels worse. I think that's an indication that Judas never anticipated Because we all know that like the the trial that convicted Jesus was an absolute travesty of Jewish law.
0: Well that would be uh, that 's an interesting discussion whether or not Judas knew how far they would go with Jesus. Um, Judas was not ignorant of the Roman officials and what they did with criminals um, so it would be an interesting discussion of whether he intended for Jesus to actually die or if he just wanted to get Jesus off the public scene and make a little money. Um, Either way, Matthew 27 is saying he was full of regret, but not the kind of regret that you need to have to fully come to God. Well, if you just see somebody raise some man from the dead, you probably think that you know, people should be able to overcome any problem. All right, Kay's saying that since um, Judas would see now, Judas Jesus... That
1: Jesus could handle whatever. Yeah.
0: So... Yeah, she's saying since Judas saw Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead and do all these other wonders, surely he'd be able to escape the clutches of the Roman uh, government. But that would indicate how much Judas did not know about Jesus' nature, his ministry, what he was all about. Go ahead, it's sort of. Larry's adding to that. Yeah, Larry's adding to that. They had seen Judas included, that Jesus escaped um, at times when it looked like they were going to capture him, maybe harm him. Um,
2: when you get down to the basics of what Judas felt and thought, though, he wasn't concerned.
0: either way no matter how much Judas intended or not he had turned to himself no doubt about it yeah he made the choice and
2: we really get down on Judas you know we do it every
0: day look over with me uh, before we end our class here Matthew 26 again Um, I want you to understand where Judas was here Um, when Judas you know He's at the table with Jesus and everybody's saying, Lord, is it I? Who is it? Who are you talking about? And in verse 25, Judas says, Is it I, Rabbi? Now, was this sincere of Judas? Or was this insincere? Definitely insincere because look at look let your eyes go back up to verses fourteen through sixteen. Judas had already made the bargain. He already made the deal. Well, what the
2: same thing I mentioned earlier in verse twenty-five. It says, Then Judas, who was betrayed him, it was already in the process. Yeah. It was already going up. Betrayal had already started.
0: So Notice how then nasty sounding that question is. He already made the deal, and then he comes and asks Jesus, Lord, is it I? As if to just rub it in a little bit or something. It doesn't sound
1: to me like there was any concern there for Jesus.
2: The concern was for himself. himself.
0: Concern for himself. Hey, Jesus,
2: are you going to tell on me? Hmm. you really know that I've done this, okay, what are you going to do next,
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. And I I really wanted us to discuss this. And you guys have done a good job uh, with this. It's an important part of Jesus' ministry. And the conversation begins to turn toward Judas as those last hours toward the cross uh, are coming about. And um, Jesus knew. Jesus knew what was coming his way. Well, let's take just a minute or two and uh, get ready for our devotional part.